on the tee with Joe C. Welcome, uh, Joe Cowart from XL Prime Time. I like to go on the tee, talk a little golf. Uh, it's an easy podcast to find. Just search golf podcast or put in on the tee with Joe C. Or check it out at 1010XL.com. I'm with one of my faves, uh, Mark Carnival. He is part of Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio. He's part of PGA Tour Live on ESPN+. And he was out at Riviera. We're going to take a look back at the Genesis Invitational and then look ahead to the Honda Classic. Uh, Carney, welcome in. Always appreciate your time uh, hanging out as you move from the West Coast back to the East Coast. Are you happy to be back in the Sunshine State, my friend? I don't, you know, I, I am, but at the same time, I was out there for five weeks, Joe, and the weather was pretty dang good. So, <laughs> <laughs> to play five events without any rain yeah. in California? Yeah. Wow. I mean, uh, it was pretty special, and we had some really good, uh, got great golf courses that were in spectacular shape, so... Yeah, well, I'm happy to be home. Uh, it's it's going to be hard to match that. I can tell you that. Well, I'm thinking as you're saying this, Carney, and look, we're spoiled. Uh, we are in a beautiful golf mecca in, in the Sunshine State. But I don't know, and I may have asked you this already, but you got to see it up close and personal. Uh, I do uh, a broadcast where I'm looking at pictures. You're on the ground when you're doing the broadcast, and you go from – the Coachella Valley, Palm Springs, California, up to Pebble Beach, uh, uh, to or actually to San Diego, up to Pebble Beach, back down to uh, Orange County and Pacific Palisades, uh, and then not to mention TPC Scottsdale. That is a hell of a five-week run, is it not? <laughs> it is, uh, and I got to play a little golf in between as well. So uh, I got to play Cypress Point. Mm. by myself Monday after Pebble Beach. Uh, and I got there, and I was a guest of someone, an uncountry guest, and I got there and introduced myself to the pro and the people in the shop, and they said, hey, you, you know, we've got a couple groups here. Would you want to go out by yourself, just you and your caddy? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Absolutely. So <laughs> and then the next day I played at Whisper Rock in, in, in Scottsdale. So, uh, But that's as much golf as I played in those five weeks, so. Uh, that's the only golf I played, but no, nah, it, it was a great, great run there. And they, they culminated, which uh, certainly is my favorite golf course on the West Wing at, at Riviera Country Club. Well, I, I tell you this, and anyone who was watching uh, golf over the weekend, if you're listening on the tee, I'm going to guess you were watching over the weekend. Uh, you're talking about a power, powerhouse group of players that rivals the players field. Uh, and you got all the top 10 players in the world. I want to say 25 of the top 30 in the FedEx Cup. Uh, you had possibilities galore uh, as the week opened up. The favorite was John Rahm. He really didn't come anywhere near to challenging. But a Saturday and Sunday leaderboard that was loaded with possibilities. And then Joaquin Neiman, to do what he did, uh, you mentioned Riviera being one of your favorites. So let's get into what he did in the first couple of days before we even get to the winner's circle. Uh, the cat opens up with a pair of 63 set a new tournament scoring record at one of the more historic demanding tracks on the PGA tour. What a, what a couple of days he had. I don't know. Question. I mean, I would not have been shocked uh, if someone had did that, you know, in the desert at the Amex or in the Scottsdale at the mm-hmm. WM Phoenix open, uh, possibly even at Pebble beach. If he had happened to play, Pebble and Monterey Peninsula Country Club, but to do it at Riviera again, it's one of my favorite golf courses. I think it's it's certainly one of the best in the world uh, in the condition that it was in, which was firm and fast. Yeah, 
and just his shot making, his confidence, his putting. Uh, man, I mean, that's uh, I I shot sixty five the first time I played there, mm. and everything was downhill, uphill or downhill, however you want to look at it from there. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> not not in his case. And this is a young man, you know, obviously I'm mean, twenty three years old who won the Latin American Amateur to get in the Masters, uh, won at the Greenbrier, has been close a couple other times, uh, has his own golf swing, and it's very sound. It's a little different than what people are used to. There's a lot of movement, you know, kind of up and down in his swing. But, uh, boy, he, he, he put on a show for me and certainly everybody else that was out there. And the weekend, not surprising, not quite as good as it was over – the first two days, but he did the work he needed to do on Thursday and Friday and played well enough, certainly on the weekend, uh, to get the victory. Yeah, I think that's the beautiful thing. There's all sorts of different ways to win golf tournaments. Sometimes you got to start Sunday uh, working from behind and you get the job done, but he was in basically a a protect and come catch me mode, and there were you know a few little bumps in the road, but you have to give him a, a ton of credit for withstanding the charges and there were a few guys that came came really charging up the leaderboard uh you know it's especially we'll get into the end and the way Colin Morikawa closed because he was a, a little quiet there for a little while and then all of a sudden he got jump started but go back to Joaquin Neiman and he's 23 years old and from Chile and you laid out you know what he was able to do you mentioned his golf swing carney and you're a past winner on the PGA tour so you can talk about this I can't I watch the steep angle of attack and the way he dips that shoulder, and you're right. It's extremely unique, but it's repeatable, and it should, health-wise, that thing should serve him for a long, long time, wouldn't you think? I would think so, and it looks pretty evident that he's he's gotten a little stronger. I mean, he's a, he's a pretty thin guy. He's not short by any means, but he's kind of a, you know, certainly a very narrow waist, much narrower than mine, but uh, he's <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, he's good. He's good friends with Sergio, and, and that was the other cool thing is that on Sunday, all his buddies that he grew up with yeah. and came on tour with greeted him there. But uh, it was funny, it, it, very unique, and, and it's very sound. And, and I've always said it doesn't matter really what your golf swing looks like. There's two things. Essentially, one, only one thing that's really important is that you control the club face at contact, mm-hmm. and, and he does. And I tell you what, this kid moves it out there, too. I mean, he's not uh, he's not short by any means, but I, I think of one moment on Sunday, and, and it was interesting. He he got off the slow starts both on Saturday and Sunday, uh, and then battled back, uh, particularly on Sunday, uh, chipping in for Eagle at 11, which I happened to call by the way wow. uh, before he made it, um, but and just kind of hung on, and, and you know made a couple bogeys there at 14 and 15, but uh, did not make any big mistakes, did not make the double bogey that. You know, guys just, uh, you know, just dread to make out there. Uh, but it's pretty impressive. But he's, we're walking by the 13th uh, green, and it's I'm really tough. I think it was playing the most difficult hole on Sunday. And uh, Wayne Riley, Radar, who's I just think is a hoot, uh, is, is become a friend of mine. He's out there for Sky Sports. And Neiman hits it to the back right fringe on uh, Sunday. He's got 73 feet. The hole is located back left. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of down the slope in his movement. Now, I would have probably 99.5% you know, of every other player in the field would take putter. He chose to pitch the ball. 
and radar just comes by me and says, yeah, now he's just showing off. <laughs> and, and he chipped it down. Now he chipped it down there to a couple feet. And uh, just, I mean, uh, a very nice young man and, and certainly, again, humbled uh, by his success but and very appreciative, as I mentioned, his buddies coming out there and, 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 and cheering him on after the win. And uh, it, it was a good win. And this is a kid that, you know, we say it all the time, Joe, and I know you see it every week. Mm-hmm. As you're as you're doing the international field feed, there are so many good players in this game oh. of golf, professional golf, right now. And, and every week we find a new one. I mean, this kid, uh, Cameron Young. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be a player. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that this kid is, is going to do something. And and that's really the beauty of our sport right now is that there are so many, and yet there's still the top names that we talk about week in and week out. But the great thing is we're, we're meeting new players every week, and, you know, they come out there, you know, not afraid of anything, and they're able to perform. Yeah, and we are just so deep. And so predicting a winner, any, it seems, any event, it's just, it's it's almost like it's foolhardy to even make an attempt uh, to pick these guys. But you could see some earmarkings that Joaquin Neiman's game was ramping up, but I'll admit I was surprised it took him this long to get his second win. Uh, you have other guys that have been able to double up, like Sam Burns and, and Victor Hovland's uh, won three times now. I would have expected Joaquin Neiman to get it done, but I, I love his personality. I love the way he plays, uh, and, and he, he's, he's intent on getting the job done, and I was happy for him. And that shot at 11, you said you called it. That's just awesome. Uh, but in the top 10, Carney. You had Joaquin, you had Colin Morikawa, who missed that putt by a fraction at 18, which would have made things doubly tough for Joaquin coming in. Cameron Young, I loved it. He might have lost his cool a little bit at 10 when he uh, missed out on a chance to score there. You had Victor Hovland, Adam Scott, Justin Thomas, Scotty Scheffler, the the defending champion Max Homa, and Rory all in the top 10. That's a hell of a top 10. It is, and the interesting part is these guys, appear to be coming into form uh, as uh, not only as we head to Florida with the, the players coming up in a couple of weeks. And then of course you got the masters and the PJs and so forth. Uh, golf's going to be, you know, we say it every year, at least I say it. Uh, I just can't get over how good it is, but it seems like it's just going to continue to be that way. And uh, really fortunate to be doing what I do and be able to watch it because obviously it was special because having played out there, but watching it and calling it now, uh, you know, gives me certainly a, a bird's eye view of where this sport is going and and really how good it is. Yeah, it, it's been extraordinary. Now, before we get to the Honda, because we got to take a look at what's coming up uh, at the Bear Trap. Uh, what was the chatter like around Tiger Woods? This was his host uh, host event as the Genesis was where the accident happened last year, where he basically shattered his leg and and people were worried for his life for. Uh, for a bit of time, he's been able to come back from that. He looks healthy and strong. He says his biggest challenge right now as far as playing again is actually walking the golf course. What was yeah. the chatter like about Tiger? You know, I, I didn't I didn't hear much about that for some reason. I, I didn't hear much about it. I, I, I saw him from a distance uh, on Sunday as he was going down to the, to the green at 18. Uh, I know that, uh, I mean, just an example, uh, you know, I asked uh, – Joaquin about that and he says you know he motivated me to play so my coach and I used to watch uh you know videos of his wins every time after we would practice and uh, you know all these guys now you know it's hard to say I mean you think about it most of the top players now were born 
you know, right around the time Tiger came on tour. Yeah. Uh, you know, back in 19, you know, 97. So uh, it's interesting. Uh, but how much of an influence he had on it, I know that, you know, he does so much through the Tiger Tiger Woods Foundation out there for so many kids. I think it's, they've been able to help 2 million kids or some some number like that, Joe. And uh, as I said, I didn't get to see him or chat with him. But I, I know that, you know, he, he wants to be able to play. I, I don't know if he will be able to. As, as you said, it's a matter of him being able, you know, to walk comfortably uh, and really the stamina of being able to do that. And not only just 18 holes, but 72 holes. And, yeah. and as we know, Tiger, I mean, he's not going to play unless he feels like he can win. He's just not going to go show up. No. Um, no. You know, while certainly a lot of events would like that, uh, I'm having known him as long as I have, that that's not going to happen. I mean, if, if he plays, he feels like he's got a chance to win. Yeah, he's got that signal from him, from his inner Tiger that says, okay, we're ready. Uh, let's go ahead and strap up and go. But other than that, you're right. He's not going to put himself in a, in a position to be embarrassed. He's not going to put himself in a position where he feels like he's non-competitive. Uh, that would probably that would drive him crazy. It's just not in his DNA. Uh, <laughs> now, we head over to the bear trap. You're going to be heading down mm-hmm. uh, from uh, beautiful Ponte Vedra down to uh, a gorgeous golf course, the champion course uh, at PGA National. Uh, what are we looking forward to? How much does it change from, say, the Poana uh, to Bermuda and all that type of stuff when these guys shift from the West Coast uh, to the Florida swing? Well, it's certainly a, a, you know a, an advantage for the guys that, that live in Florida and play on Bermuda and have, have used to it. But all these guys have done it, Joe. I mean, all of them. All of them have been, uh, you know, in the have played these golf courses, whether it be in college or these type of golf courses, whether it be in college or whether it be, you know, in, in Corn Ferry Tour or PJ Tour. I mean, they've become accustomed to them. They've played these courses enough. Obviously, the rookies are the ones that are going to be at a distant advantage uh, as far as uh, you know knowing the golf course. But I mean, you go from Riviera to there. I mean, uh, you know, PJ National, the Champions Course. Uh, is great. Obviously, you talk about the bear trap at 15, 16, uh, and 17. Uh, you know, pretty special place of golf. The wind has to blow there. Mm-hmm. I mean, without question. The wind has to be able to blow there in order for, uh, I think, it to be the biggest challenge. Uh, I mean, we got a decent field. I mean, you mentioned all the guys that played last week. Uh, you know, there's, there's some that even live in the area that aren't going to play. Uh, I don't think Justin Thomas uh, is playing, and I'm, I'm actually looking at the list right now. Obviously, Brooks Kepka will play, but, you know, it hasn't been a, a great start for Brooks, so he's trying to build some momentum. Uh, you know, Rory McIlroy's not playing. Uh, Justin Thomas, as I said. Uh, Dustin Johnson is not playing, but that's okay. You know, we, we'll have a great field. Uh, it'll be a challenge. You know, you go to Arnold Palmer next week, and then, of course, the players. So, you know, these guys have to rest at some point. Right. And, uh you know, one way or another, certain tournaments get affected by it. But uh, without question, Ken Kennerly and everybody that that's involved with the Honda Classic uh, is going to do a great job. Uh, I'll be down there working uh, uh, for PJ Tour Live again this week. I'll be on Marquee Groups, uh, nice. which uh, looking forward to that. Uh, I'll be on there with uh, Billy Kratzer and uh, John Swantek. So my, I'll be back with my boys. So that that'll be that'll be a good week. Uh, there, but it, you know, it's look. I mean, they're giving away 500 FedEx Cup points, and yeah, uh, you know, there's some there's some money associated with that. So <laughs> someone's going to walk away pretty happy that week. Yeah, winner's share, winner's share, Carney, 1.44 million. Oh, wow. 
to be uh I don't know what the biggest purse was you played for back in the day, but that's well, that is some you know, sweet cheddar. You meant to mention that that's exact I won hundred and forty four thousand when I won. <laughs> that's something, man. It really is. But uh but listen, you yeah, like you said, we get to be around it and see it. But yeah, the money is just it's like we always tell Leon Cersei on XL Primetime, uh a star in the eighties and nineties, uh compared to what they were making now, it is crazy. Uh, that's for sure. All yeah. right, so who do you a, like? That's okay. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's okay. You've um, got, you got Burger? Yeah, I, I, I would – Yeah, I mean, I kind of like Kepka. I mean, I think, you know, it's – it's. I think he's he's motivated. To, to, I mean, he hasn't, he hasn't played well on many of the starts. Uh, he played okay in, in Scottsdale, but but uh, the other places didn't play great. Uh-huh. Um, I, w- I would expect him to, to maybe uh, get some – I think Sam – is Sam Burns playing? I'm I'm looking here. Yeah, let me just see if um, I can. I know that you've got no, Louis not. Louis Ustazen is a twenty to one selection. You've got uh, yeah. Kepka's a twenty to one. Joaquin is an eighteen to one. You got Daniel Berger listed at sixteen to one. Uh, and these are yeah. you know a few of the bigger names that are going to be there. Uh, and we'll find yeah. out whether someone else can pop up. You know, Sam Burns definitely is a guy who's proven over yeah. a short amount of time he's, ball striking he's all over yeah. it yeah he's not he's not in the field though so, oh, okay yeah, there you go um you know what i mean and i don't know if you'd call him a dark horse but based on his performance over the last few years i would it wouldn't surprise me if ricky fowler doesn't break out and play well this week well he needs to you know he's at home you know he, he and his wife uh they just have their baby she just had their first baby first child back in the fall uh, I've seen him out there. Uh, you know, he's really enjoying fatherhood and he'll be home this week. Uh, yeah, like I said, I, I don't know if I would call him a dark horse, but certainly someone that hasn't been playing well as of late. Mm-hmm. That that might be a might be a good player. But I like I like Berger uh, for sure. I like Kepka, and, and I think uh, you know, as we always see sometimes at this event, uh, you see some players that. You know, may not be you know household names, but they tend to play well, and, and certainly an opportunity for them to uh, to do something special this week. Yeah, Tommy Fleetwood will pop up. We don't get to see him as much as I'm sure some would like, but he definitely is talented. Uh, Garrett Kigo is a guy that I I like rooting for from South Africa, and you got Billy Horschel, who certainly grew up uh, on Bermuda, still lives uh, here in the in the Jack's Beach area, so he's on Bermuda all the time. So let's wrap up our our conversation on the tee with Joe C with our buddy Mark Carnival. Uh, with the whole chatter that's out there about this Saudi golf league. And it's starting to pick up steam again. Uh, Billy Horschel, as I bring him up, he's one of the uh, outspoken players that uh, you would have to put on the PGA Tour side of things. Uh, And basically, the Saudi golf league is trying to see if they can't, uh, I don't know, uh, cause a major shift in the golf world uh, by trying to poach players from the tour. You know, there was an event uh, three weeks ago during Pebble uh, that my buddy Harold Varner the third one that was kind of a, a test run, and they you know they released a number of players to go play in it. Uh, and it was in Saudi, but it was part part of the Asian tour. That's who they've aligned themselves with. Uh, look, I, I I I this is the way I felt even before anything occurred. Anything anything happened is that you know, I, I I'm a firm believer in look. I mean these guys. You know, you're, you got to support your family. You got to do what's best for you. Um, and I, I can under, got, understand players thinking about it. But at the end of the day, 
it really isn't about well, it's easy for me to sit here and say it isn't about money. Uh-huh. Uh, it's really about what's doing what's best for your sport and best for the game. And I, I've lived by a lesson my father taught me, and, and you know, he was a basketball coach, then he was, you know, that athletic director and so forth, that you have an obligation to make your game better for those that come behind you. And from day one, to me, this was just a money grab. Uh, it was a money grab uh, for, for for Greg Norman, and of course Norman, back in the early '90s, tried to create something that 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 fell through. And and look, I, I can understand interest in it, but at the same time, you have to look at you know what who's behind it. And you know, I don't have any facts or anything, but uh, it doesn't sound to me like uh, the Saudi money is used appropriately in many things. Yeah. Uh, to stay politically correct, yeah. may I say. And, and as a player, I think you need to do that. I mean, if you can go there and do it and accept the money, you know, by all means, that, that's up to you. You have to live with that. But money isn't everything. And, and I think when players like Rory and, and even Tiger came out and, and talked about it, and now you heard, uh, you know, Dustin Johnson committing to the PGA Tour and, and uh, you know, heard Bryson DeChambeau. I mean, to me, the two big night names, were Phil Mickelson and Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah. They were behind it. And, you know, it's, I think they're going to be standing there holding the bag because, uh, I pretty, I'm not saying it's dead, but I'm, it's, it's on life support. I can tell you that. And, and again, I don't, I don't hold anything against anyone for trying to make a living and supporting their families, but there are ramifications for choices you make. Exactly. And I don't think there was any guarantee this was going to be around a long time. Uh, but it's not something, you know, I wouldn't say I wouldn't look have thought about it, but I would be pretty pretty sure it was something that I would not have done for many reasons. Yeah, for, for many reasons. And I think you're right because, uh, you know, don't poop where you sleep. You know, there's so many different ways you could take a look at this. And there have been uh, – uh, a lot of successful people that have benefited greatly uh, with their success mm-hmm. coming straight from the PGA tour. And yet here we are. So, uh, and, and yeah. Bill Mickelson, boy, he has drawn a line in the sand. Yeah. Uh, and if his quote, yeah. it, which is attributed to him, if that is his quote, Holy cow. Uh, and, and uh, we'll, we'll find out what, what goes forward, but he's taking a shot at the PGA tour claiming that yeah. they're, billions of dollars yeah. in digital assets that the tour's withholding from them. It's just a, well, a lot of crime. I, I don't, I don't know about, yeah, I don't know about that. Um, you know, look, I mean, and any, any, any professional sports organization holds the rights, mm-hmm. you know, when you sign, when you fill out your, your application, it says that they hold the rights. Now, you know, there's no representation, representation of the players. I get it. And it's a different, it's very unique. But, look, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say the tour hasn't made mistakes or bad choices over the years, but I can tell you they've done pretty well for these players. Yeah. Oh, you better believe it. Without question. Yeah. Um, And, you know, again, we go back and we owe it to Arnold Palmer and we owe it to all those before us to have been able to get the tour to where it is. And that's where I go back to what I said. I mean, I have an obligation to make it better for those that came behind me and whether it's in broadcasting or however it is, uh, you know, that's what I'm going to do. And I think as a player, you need to you need to focus on that as well. 
All right, we'll finish on this. I'm just going to give Billy Horschel's a little bit of his quote, and then you can wrap it up for us because it, I, it's not going to go away. But Mickelson came out and said what he said. He took a shot at the tour. This is Billy Horschel's quote, and I'm just reading a couple of lines from it and, and re- referring to Phil. It's unbelievable that he would say certain things because I think he does understand how the PGA Tour works. He's had obviously more experience and more time and more communications with Benjamin Monahan over the years. For him to say certain things about obnoxious greed and the PGA Tour sitting on 20 to $30 billion and some of these other things, which are complete lies, because I'm in the PAC meetings, I may not see all the numbers that a player director may see in board meetings, but I see enough to understand that the money's being used correctly and it's being used how the PGA Tour says it is. That's from Billy Horschel. Yeah. Yeah, and, I, and look, I mean, Billy's very outspoken, and, and I would uh, – he's very passionate uh, about uh, many things, and he has said things – I, I would not disagree. I have no reason to disagree with what what he said. Um, you know, I, I don't I don't know how they could be sitting on that that kind of money. Now uh, they've done a lot of things. Could they do more? I personally think they could do more. Absolutely. Uh, I think particularly for the for the lower levels and putting money in that. I mean, I you know that that whole social media thing they did last year to me was a joke. But it is what it is, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have any problem with that. You know, I mean, they thought they were doing something in their best interest. And, um, you know, I think in retrospect, they might say, well, that was probably not the best thing to do. But, you know, again, you shouldn't have to motivate these players who are making money off something to yeah. do something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just my opinion, Joe. Oh, hey, and, listen. And it's, not, it's, not, it's, it's not crying spilt milk because, you know, I only made 144000 when I won. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, that's. That's progress. That's progress. Yeah, but it it does drive me a little crazy, Carney, as we're venting just a little bit. Uh, that you can you can lay out a twelve million dollar purse, and there's some disinterest on the players' part yeah. as far as showing up. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. It is. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with yeah. you, Joe. Yeah. All right. Listen, big bro. I appreciate it. Uh, I, I love I love your perspective and your opinion. He is Mark Carnival, part of Sirius XM PGA Tour, part of PGA Tour Live this week, which is on uh, ESPN Plus. Give them a, a quick how to if they want to find uh, all that's going on with PGA Tour Live. Well, you go. You, you unfortunately you have to subscribe to ESPN Plus, but there'll be four platforms. You know, there's uh, there's a main feed. I'm on marquee groups this week, so I'll be following the, the marquee groups both morning and afternoon, uh, all four days. There's featured holes. There's featured groups. Uh, you go on there. That'll tell you what time it comes on, uh, and uh, you can see a lot. You can see an awful lot uh, of golf, and uh, it's pretty cool. You know, I, I don't have any social media anymore, Joe. I've gotten rid of that, so I, I wouldn't be able Probably to smart. where they can find me. Yeah, but. Uh, it is what it is, my friend. Probably smart. All right, listen, go enjoy yourself. We will uh, see or listen for you down at the Honda Classic, and it's always appreciated you jumping on on the tee with Joe C. You got it, Joe. Take care. All right, buddy.